Today, I'm delighted to say we're joined by Isabel, who is the community manager over at Muse. It's a property management system. The headquarters are based in Prague, in Czech Republic. I work there as community manager for the product and content team. So it's basically a community for their employees. How are you trying to get your community, which is the team at Muse, kind of stuck in? They know how to do their their work, but I think I want them to shine in what they do outside of the company. Are you also involved in in in-person organizing events? Yes, actually, right now I have been putting together virtual events as well, but my intention will be to have either hybrid or in-person events as well. What are you doing to try and get people regularly involved in what you're doing? For me, I want to engage with them with purpose. They already have meetings, their their calendar is already packed with meetings. I want to be mindful of their time. Do you want to say hello, Isabel? Hello and welcome to the Digital Community Managers podcast, where we chat with community managers, champions and founders about their experiences leading and supporting digital communities. My name's Pete Heslop and I lead the team here at Steadfast Collective and we exist to craft digital applications that bring people together. We started this podcast to be a bite-sized look into what it takes to start, grow, and scale a digital community. And today, I'm delighted to say we're joined by Isabel, who is the community manager over at Muse. Do you want to say hello, Isabel? Yes. Hi, everyone. Thanks, Pete, for the invite. Really happy to be here. It's so good to have you. So why don't we jump in and why don't you tell us a little bit about what Muse is, but also um, how you got into community management? Yes, totally. So, well, as I said, my name is Isabel and I work at Muse. It's a property management system uh, based, the headquarters are primarily based in Prague in Czech Republic. So I work there as a community manager for the product and content team. So it's basically a community for their employees. So I think this will be a bit more niche like your typical customer community, which we actually do have now a head of community for our customers. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my role as a as an internal community manager. Nice, that is fun. That is a that that is a interesting twist on a community manager because normally, yeah, it's very public facing, but you're very much internal, all about kind of the team. Um, have you had roles in the past which have been more kind of customer outward facing? Yes, actually, my prior to community, I was a senior customer success manager for leading tech companies. So I think my experience there brought me like the role as a customer success is quite mm. a customer facing. So for me, I it I, I think a, a very clear example in, in my mind is when I worked at Tableau in London, where they used to arrange these customer conferences and I could see it was basically like a rock concert going to these events where yeah. people were so enthusiastic they also something that i know that i remember seeing was that people were buying like their hoodies if it said tableau or data or anything like that they will yeah. just buy it they will go crazy so i think it was just that engagement as a community of customers and that they were i think also their meetups i'm sure this is happening uh, still to this day that mm. their meetups are arranged by their users tableau doesn't have anything to do with them as as far as i as as i know 
Uh, so yeah, I think wow. the impact that the customer community has for sure, I think in, in my previous roles as customer success, that's that's where I saw it as well. Nice. I love that. That's so good. So in your role at Muse, tell us a little bit about what's a day in the life look like? What sort of thing are you getting involved with? How are you trying to get your uh, community, which is the team at Muse, kind of stuck into to, to getting engaged? Yeah, I think for me, the priority is that the team are developing their skills that I think it has hints of, I, I, I tell people this, that it has hints of Event, event planner, uh, learning and development. It has so many hints of many different things within this role because as for me, the employee satisfaction or at, of course for the company's employee retention and attracting as well, uh, hopefully um, uh, candidates as well to the company that they see in my case with the product and content team that they see them out there and not only social media, but I think it's also the opportunity, looking for opportunities for them to be at conferences, to be as well podcast hosts, uh, podcast guests as well, for them to have these opportunities to, they might do their, they know how to do their, their work, but I think it's also that recognition, that in satisfaction that they will get internally and externally because i think once they go to let's say conferences they get to not only network with other people but i think it's also the opportunity for them to hopefully at least my 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 idea will be actually for them to be speakers for them to Mm. be thought leaders in the space in their case in, in product management so for me i think it's that I basically, if I can sum it up in one sentence, I want them to shine uh, yeah, in yeah. what they do uh, outside of the company. So you're helping community, you're helping your community build their personal brands um, and learn those skills. That's that's really great. And and so I'm intrigued in in the kind of um, org chart at Muse. Do you fall under kind of the HR section or marketing or like where do you fall in that kind of team? I'm intrigued. Yeah, actually, I report directly to the chief product officer. Uh, So I think it is good to be that close to the person that oversees the teams, the people reporting to him, of course, and underneath. I think it's also maybe for practicality, uh, if you're listening to this, um, approving as well things. I think it's it's. The relationship that we have is I bring the ideas. He's like, well, you're the res- responsible for a community. So you just go ahead with it. So I think I it is a good it is a good structure. I, I think for other companies, I think if I remember correctly, ProBoard, their employee, and I might not remember his a full title but like employee branding it fall it will fall under hr i think in other companies mm. it will depend mm. uh, but yes I, I think your your assumption is correct i have seen it more under hr than in my case product but also my colleague which he will be community manager for the tech team he mm. also reports to the chief uh, for the cto he nice. also reports to the chief uh, technical officer yeah that's really fun. Fab, but well, we're going to jump straight into some questions. Um, 
so number one, Isabel, I'm really excited to hear your your take on this from kind of an internal point of view. It's, it's a really ex- exciting kind of angle that you have. So um, our number one uh, question is around uh, growth. So obviously your growth is going to be pretty different because your job isn't to grow your staff team. You're not hiring. But how are you trying to grow people who are willing to be kind of involved in the programs and kind of the community that you're building over at Muse? Yeah, I will say that with every onboarding, like when whenever we have people actually joining the team, I will mm. say that it is from the very start looking after that journey and until and like getting feedback. Like the I, I think with every event, with everything that, that is happening on on their day to day, I think it's good to get that feedback from, mm. from them to to see especially for myself, okay, how, how, what, what else could I do basically to, to support them and to help them and, and in their development, because uh, I mean, they, they, they are the experts, they know what to do product management or content management in, in the other team's case. So, but actually I made a note for maybe uh, for your listeners, for people that are building that customer community that. One tip that I will give them is to look at the, the data, like if their community has launched already, I will say to identify trends. And that's also something that I see as well. Like for me, the platform, let's say, and I'm doing trying to do air quotes here, the mm. platform will be Slack. So I will see like if there are any particular questions that maybe the teams, they haven't been able to solve among themselves. I'll be like, well, maybe there's someone that could come in and maybe deliver that or Mm. so similar to a customer community i will say identify those insights the strengths if you're able to look at data somewhat in your platform Mm. or i know there are integrations for slack as well that could give you the analytics look at topics the activity and the sentiment i think that's very important within that community okay so using slack that's fantastic and then in a case of um kind of real world stuff are you also involved in in person kind of organizing events yes actually we had one internal um last month uh and it was in conjunction with our other colleagues uh, from mm. the tech team and, and other teams as well so it was an internal event so right now i have been putting together virtual events as well but uh, my intention will be to have yeah either hybrid or or in-person events as well yeah yeah so in terms of those kind of um virtual events what platforms and tools have you seen out there for doing that because um as a team we've been using a mixture of google hangouts and um kind of slack huddles and that's all fine but i feel like there's something like a little bit more out there which we're not exploring and wondered whether you had any insights into maybe um other tools where people can kind of meet and gather online but maybe in a more fun way or or something like that yes well one platform and actually when i we used to have a podcast i interviewed i think he's a cpo of butter okay. so it is this very fun like the fun cousin of zoom well maybe they are not even related it's not even a cousin it's just a completely different platform that i think a lot of facilitators use okay. so definitely that's a great platform 
to host like a fun event. Mm -hmm. uh, so for sure, I would recommend that. I'm actually right now, I'm trialing TalkBase. That will okay. be more for your event management. And then you can use either if you want to stream through, I think, YouTube um, and yeah. other, other platforms, you can do that. But TalkBase will be one of them that I will recommend for to manage your events uh, yeah. as a as a community for sure. I think maybe as well the audience, if you have joined maybe webinars, I, I think that's something that I experienced myself that sometimes I will sign up to this webinar. And if I see that the platform, it's like so clunky that maybe I just want to I don't even want to stay for the entire sure. webinar, but I think right now there are a lot of very good platforms. I think Hopin as well, it's, it's a very good platform uh, when they have been uh, hosting um, events for, for other companies as well. I think I, I will recommend yeah. that as well. Two guests that I have interviewed this week have been from Talkbase and Hopin. Um, so yeah, you've mentioned two, two really great companies there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small world, the community world. Yeah. <laughs> It is very small. I think in overall the tech world, it's very small for sure. Amazing. So we've talked about trying to get people stuck into what you're doing over at Muse. How are you trying to keep people engaged and regularly kind of getting stuck in? Because obviously, you know, their main priority at their job is to, to, to be focused on product. But obviously you want to you know, create a space for them where they want to stick around for more than just a paycheck. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a reason there, they're behind the vision, behind the purpose. And a lot of that is community. So what are you doing to try and get people regularly involved in, in what you're doing over at Muse? Yeah, no, you're right. I, at least for me, and I actually uh, have this tip as well for people that are running customer communities. For me, I want to engage with them with purpose because I don't think it would make sense that they already have meetings, their their calendar is already packed with meetings. So mm -hmm. for me, it wouldn't make sense to like, oh, have a office hours, which I know for, for some communities, for community managers, they do this, they have office hours and they have all of this. So for me, I'm, I'm like, I might have people attending, I might have a handful, but I think I want to be mindful of their time. Mm -hmm. So for me, uh, well, at Muse, we have, uh, if you want to schedule a lunch and learn, we call them like a type of show and tell type of thing. So lunch and learn basically will be around lunchtime for at least European time. Maybe the US will be a bit too early for them. Uh, but you can just schedule this in people's calendar and teach people or show people something. And... I think that's a good avenue that we have as a company overall. Uh, but yeah, engage with purpose. I will say that go back to, and this is uh, as well for a customer community, like go back to the vision and mission of your community. Like why did you create it in the first place? Mm. And I think a practical maybe example is to have like an engagement. I call it engagement content calendar. Mm. So see that and whatever it might apply to to uh, to the listeners that if they want to again maybe host office hours will make sense if it's for a software platform host uh, q a's amas share content in that platform if it's slack or whatever uh, any platform that you might have for your community 
share content and I think you might it if especially if someone launched their community they might see it that it's quiet but that's okay it takes time to build community I think we get this in our own heads that oh, nobody's replying nobody's engaging but I think it's also uh, even myself I'm I have easily eight different workplace workspaces in Slack like yeah. I'm part of so many different communities that I'm not active in maybe only two or three out of the eight. So I think it's just, yeah, be consistent and again, engage with purpose. That's good. It's really good. Um, there's so much good stuff there. No, I really liked that. I really liked the, yeah, the do it with purpose. That's, that's great. Cause you're right. You could put on, you could just fill people's calendars, but ultimately that's not achieving anything. That's mm -hmm. just keeping people busy and you're not there to keep people busy. Um, mm -hmm. it's really good. So, so what would, uh, looking back over the last 12 months, if we were casting our minds back, what would, um, the biggest challenge from the last 12 months been when it comes to kind of building this community over at Muse? Yes. I will say that maybe because I was doing a, a career pivot for myself from customer success to community. I think, and I recently joined a workshop with uh, Carrie Melissa Jones, where she spoke about imposter complex, not syndrome. So I, I liked mm. that uh, spin uh, on that, um, where I think we second guess or in my case I, I second guess myself even with the experience that I had with customers and tech companies if it was I work for intercom pluralsight like for me that just went out the window <laughs> and sure. I think it I questioned what I was bringing to the table when I have all of this experience so for me I think it's yeah, I think for maybe the first nine months, which that's the time I've been at Muse, um, I think it's, yeah, it is at the start, just trying to shake off that mm. imposter complex. Yeah, it was, it was a challenge, but, mm. I, but I manage. <laughs> yeah, I hear that a lot um, from community managers because often it's roles that they've fallen into, not kind of actively decided to go after. Um, they just kind of realized they were good at it and then they kind of filled a gap and then they kind of became the role. So for them, it, yeah, I, I do hear that quite a lot. So I, I definitely hear you there. But I'm sure you're doing a great job. Thanks. Fab. And then casting our minds forward, what are you most excited about over the next 12 months? Yeah, one of the things that I'm most excited about will be like the opportunity to attend uh, in-person events, actually Maybe your guest from Talkbase mentioned an event in June, uh, I think the 12th and 13th yep. uh, in Prague. So yep. definitely I'll, I'll be attending that. <laughs> I'll make sure to buy, to get my tickets. Um, so those type of opportunities, learning and developing other skills, I, I think that that's quite important for me. And I think, I think it is important to highlight that as community managers, and for your audience as well, even if you're a team of one, which is mm. my case as well, we don't have to do this work alone. We There's not only the content, but there's so many community uh, communities for community managers out there that the support is there. So basically, you don't have to do this alone. There, there, there's a lot of uh, very supportive people out there that I'm sure you can reach out 
feel free to reach out to me as well. Uh, so yes, events. I'm looking forward to that as well. I, I, I forgot to mention that at Muse, I'm co-chairing a women's employee resource group, nice. which right now we actually launched on International Women's Day this year, Great. Uh, well, which was just a few weeks ago. So yeah. for me, I'm looking forward to the events that we are going to plan internally for now, but we do mm. hope as well to do things externally. So, so yeah, watch the space. Yeah, looking forward to, to all of that as well. Oh, that's so exciting. That's really exciting. Yeah, no, I am um, I am looking at that event as well because I would also be keen to get out there um if I'm able to to. So it'd be good to meet there. I remember the first time I joined CMX, the Slack channel and community, being like, mm. There's so many of us. I had no idea. Why did no one tell me there were so <laughs> many of us? It's so busy yes. in here. <laughs> it's so noisy. <laughs> I was like, I have to mute all these channels. Yeah um but yeah no it's 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 great when you find yeah. your your place that you can kind of call home isn't it mm, exactly yeah no it, it can't get can't get busy yeah you, you touch you made a good point there <laughs> sure. it can be too much at times <laughs> it's good it's good well thank you so much for sharing your insights today with us Isabel like some really good stuff there um I really loved that my, my, I think my, my favorite thing you brought was the um engagement kind of with a purpose like you know our job as community mm -hmm. folk isn't to keep people busy it's to keep people you know engaged and ultimately we should know what the goals of our community are and we need to be focused on those not just doing stuff for the sake of doing stuff right because ultimately that's just gonna mm. that works for a very short period of time people very quickly realize actually there's no value to this random meeting i'm in or this random mm. cup of tea zoom call i'm in if there's no kind of purpose to it um so it's all got <laughs> kind of focused towards ultimately what your goal is as a community and um knowing that's always number one right mm -hmm. correct yeah that's exactly true. So where is the best place for people to find you online if they want to ask any questions or if they kind of want to follow your uh, your story? Yeah, totally. They can connect with me on LinkedIn. I can You can post uh, that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. So yes, happy to connect with people. Uh, and also, as you mentioned, CMX is one of the Slack communities that I'm part of. Uh, but yeah, definitely LinkedIn. That would be the best place. Perfect. Well, thank you again for so much for being on. Um, and we will be back next time for another Digital Community Managers podcast. Thank you. See you next time.